You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. everybody. I'm Melissa Link from the Archdiocese of Chicago Office of Catholic Schools, and we'd like to welcome you to this edition of Catholic Schools Today. We're broadcasting live on WNDZ Radio 750 AM, and we're also streaming live to our Facebook community and also on our YouTube channel, Catholic Chicago. Before we meet our guests this morning, I'd like to take just a minute on behalf of the Office of Catholic Schools to wish all of our listeners and our viewers a happy new year and to extend a happy new year to all of our teachers and staff and principals and students and families and supporters and wider community that support our Catholic schools throughout the Archdiocese. Uh, It really has been a tough couple of years, but we know that everyone in our Catholic schools, in our parish communities, and in our wider communities is supporting us. They're working very hard, and we are extremely grateful for the dedication of everybody who's committed to Catholic education, for the in-person learning for our students, and for making our communities a welcoming place for everybody and a place where faith is celebrated every day. We're also looking forward to celebrating Catholic Schools Week at the end of this month. And Catholic Schools Week for me as a former Catholic educator was always a great time of celebration. It was a time of festivity. It was a time of prayer and worship and good faith as we all came together as a school community and a wider community to celebrate what Catholic schools are. So at the end of this month, um, I'd really invite everybody as part of a Catholic school community um, to get involved and to support their Catholic school. So for example, you can attend a school mass or a family mass um, that celebrates Catholic Schools Week. You might attend a virtual or an in-person open house in your local school community. You can check out your school's social media sites or um, also thank a principal or a teacher or a staff member for everything that they're doing for your local school. But most importantly, for Catholic Schools Week, I'd ask for your prayers for all of our schools, where all of our students are welcome, where all of our teachers and families are welcome, where we are mission-focused, and where faith is celebrated in every moment. So again, thank you to everybody who supports us, and thanks to our teachers, our staff, and our principals for all that they do. So without further ado, let's meet our first guest this morning. First up in our first segment, we're pleased to welcome guests from St. Teresa's School in Palatine, Illinois. Our Catholic faith guides us to welcome children and families of all backgrounds and religious traditions as vital members of the community. Working together with parents, St. Teresa's School offers a warm, caring environment where students' confidence, faith, abilities, and personality will blossom, preparing them for high school and beyond. 
Joining us this morning are Mary Keenley, principal of St. Teresa School, and Anne-Marie Kaiser, preschool teacher and St. Teresa parent. Welcome to both of you. Welcome, Mary, and welcome, Anne-Marie. How are you both this morning? Thank you. We're great because we're open and we're here. <laughs> nice to see you, Melissa. Thanks for having us. Nice to meet you, Anne-Marie, and nice to see you again, Mary. Mary and I have the opportunity to meet in lots of different diverse settings, whether it's around curriculum development or assessment development or professional development or leadership days. Um, it's always great to be with you, Mary, and to welcome you both to our radio show this morning. So thanks for being here. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. So we're wondering if perhaps you can share with our listeners how long you've been a part of Catholic education as a teacher or as a leader or even as a student. Um, how long have, have you both been in Catholic education and Catholic schools? Um, I've been an administrator um, in a Catholic environment for um, 30 years. I was very young, like five, when I started. Um, <laughs> And I just, the other day somebody asked me and I counted up. So it was, it's over 30 years now. I've been here at St. Teresa uh, with the privilege to serve as principal here for eight. And I'm a product of Catholic schools. I went to uh, Catholic schools for kindergarten through eighth grade and then uh, back to it for college. I've been on the faculty of St. Teresa for four years. Um, and I've had five children go through St. Teresa, four graduates and then one who's graduating in eighth grade. So I've spent the better part of the last 20 some <laughs> years here at St. Teresa and loved every minute. It's great that you both have that diverse experience of being a teacher, a student, an administrator, and a parent. Um, I like to tell people this is my 20th year in Catholic education and it's really great to be um, in Catholic education. It's such a crucial moment for our schools in an urban area where we can serve so many students and really witness to our faith for so many families. So thanks for doing that. Um, Anne-Marie, you spoke about being a parent at St. Teresa School, and I'm wondering if you can share a little bit with our listeners about, as a parent, what makes St. Teresa a really great place for your family um, and for all families that you welcome to the school? I'd be happy to do that. You know, St. Teresa's really encourages a family atmosphere. Um, one of the things that I love the most is kind of the collaborative model that we have here at St. Teresa. Everybody kind of takes care of one another, um, the world around us, the older kids model for the younger kids. And Mary does a great job as our leader of encouraging strong communication between our parents and and our faculty and our administration and our students. You know just who to go to for open and honest communication about any issues or concerns or suggestions or um, you know things like service projects, that kind of thing. We have on a practical level a number of different mediums to communicate. But more importantly, I think the communication that we have here at St. Teresa is based on a lot of trust. Um, we know that we will be heard as parents and faculty, and we know that we'll collaborate on solutions and how to get things done, which is one of the things that I appreciate most about this school. Communication is such an important important tool for administrators and parents and teachers. Um, and I love that you identify that it really establishes trust um, in, in, you know, the world that we live in these days, that kind of communication and trust is so important in our school leadership and within our families. So thanks for pointing that out. 
one of the things that I'm noticing scrolling across my screen, and I don't know if you can see it as you're sharing, um, are some really beautiful and amazing pictures of students in classrooms at the St. Teresa School community. So, Mary, I'm wondering if you can share with our listeners a little bit about the term Christian scholar um, and how St. Teresa uses the term Christian scholars um, in their programming and what that means for the school community as a Christian scholar. Yeah, the phrase Christian scholar is not new. Um, and it, what we try to do here, and when Anne-Marie talked about the parents, we try to go back and look at the early Christians and what was the life of the early Christians. There was no church parish kind of arrangements uh, per se. Uh, the sacraments were new um, and there was no uh, social media. There was nothing. And so when we look at the life of the early Christians, what did the early Christians do? They worked. You know, they, they learned, they learned their trades, they were scholars, they did their thing, and then they were Christians at the same time. So the, the mixture of those two pieces of not only being a Christian, having a deep relationship with our Lord, but acting that out in the fulfillment of their humanity, that God in the Garden of Eden gave us these hands to work. And so mixing those two things together that the life of the ordinary Christian, and you, you see this in, the, in the, the writings of Vatican II, is the sanctification of ordinary work, the, the universal call to sanctity. And we cannot call ourselves Christians if we are doing a crummy job, if we don't know what we're doing, if we aren't knowledgeable about our field, and if we don't work with a certain excellence. And so the model that our parents want for their children is human excellence, that they know, love, and serve our Lord, in their, in their role as creatures and as sons and daughters of God, and they know that they are unique and unrepeatable instances of God's love, and that they are well-formed in their intellects and in their professions, right now as professions as a student, but then their professions later so that they can live out their Christianity in total human excellence. So being a Christian scholar means being excellent in everything that they do, um, in their moral behavior, in their athletic behavior, in their academic behavior, and in their service and an awareness of service to others. I love that whole notion of excellence that you spoke of, Mary, and being excellent as a scholar, being excellent as an athlete, being excellent as a social justice advocate. Um, it's really a great goal to lean on and a good like key word to identify for our students and parents. And it makes me remember, too, like in my own studies of early Christianity, that early Christian communities made mistakes, too. Like they weren't perfect. They sought that excellence. They sought to be a good community to each other. And they did it in so many beautiful ways. But St. Paul reminds us in his letters that it wasn't perfect. And there was always room for improvement. And I think that's an awesome area where our schools can take lesson from that as well, is that we're not perfect. We're not striving for perfection, but we're certainly striving for that excellence that we're called to as Christians and that Jesus called us to in his own ministry. So that's fantastic. Um, I'm wondering um, if either of you could speak really briefly before we go to break about how parents can support um, being a Christian scholar and the notion of excellence in the school community as well. I think I'll start off and then I'm going to hand it off to Anne-Marie, is it's not so much parents supporting it, but we are all doing it at the same time. Um, when we developed the, the, the vision for the future and the, the Forming Christian Scholars concept at St. Teresa, it was done very much in conjunction with what do parents need for the 21st century for their children. And so 
the, the idea was that they wanted them academic excellence, were privileged to, to live in a great area with many educational opportunities, but with the eye to Christ, with the understanding of the importance of their relationship with our Lord. And so it's not so much that they are supporting it, but we are all living it at the same time. And you see it in little ways um, in terms of obedience and punctuality and the small virtues, but you also see it in terms of the collaboration that they have with the school and in the school and the open dialogue that we have amongst ourselves. Do you want to add to that? Yep. Um, I think the thing that I appreciate the most is is the collaboration and it's it's everyone. So it's very seamless throughout our community. It's the parents, it's the students, it's the teachers, where we all just kind of work together. So the kids have that modeled for them and then they can in turn do that themselves um, as they kind of go through the school. And we see that a lot with our older students, which I would be happy to talk about um, how they kind of model for the younger students. So again, it's just kind of permeates our whole community here. That's really fantastic. I'd love to hear about how the older students model that kind of collaboration and excellence for younger students. Um, but for now, we're actually going to pause for a brief break. But stay with us. There's more Catholic Schools Today coming your way. Catholic Charities, we fight hunger in Chicago throughout the year. Our six regional offices in Cook and Lake Counties work together to offer sit-down and to-go meals to anyone in need. We deliver meals to those who are homebound, and our eight food pantries offer three to four days of food supplies based on household size. Participants in these programs have the opportunity to learn about other Catholic Charity services that strengthen individuals, families, and their communities. The challenges for those dealing with food insecurity are especially great during the winter months. To learn how you can help those who are hungry in your neighborhood, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7525. That's 312-655-7525. Thank you for your generosity. I feel special. <laughs> I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. 
Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful, life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. Welcome back everyone to Catholic Schools Today. I'm Melissa Link from the Archdiocese of Chicago Office of Catholic Schools. We're broadcasting live on WNDZ Radio 750 AM, as well as streaming on our YouTube channel, Catholic Chicago. We're back with guests from St. Teresa School in Palatine. We're continued to be joined by Mary Keenley, Principal at St. Teresa School, and Anne-Marie Kaiser, preschool teacher and St. Teresa parent. We've been chatting a little bit before the break about how St. Teresa is a school that forms Christian scholars for the 21st century. Welcome back to both of you. Thank you. Anne-Marie, before the break, you were sharing a little bit with us about how the older students at St. Teresa really collaborate together to model the values of Christian scholarship for the younger students. Can you share a little bit more with us about that? I'd be happy to. Um, preschool teacher, I have an opportunity to see our middle schoolers serve our youngest students in a number of different ways. Um, we have sort of some buddy programs where we have sixth graders that go out to the playground with us or come in and read during their literature unit, kind of one-on-one -on -one with our little ones. Our seventh graders are starting to help with gym class. And one of my favorite things is our eighth graders prepare and execute a music lesson every week for our preschoolers in my classroom. They come in, they do it from beginning to end. My aide and I don't have to do a thing. Um, they do it under the direction of our music teacher um, who kind of guides them, but they really kind of take the reins and they do a beautiful job. And all of these kids model just wonderful um, values for our little ones. They're showing them how to be kind, how to show concern for one another, how to take on responsibility and be independent, taking care of, of things on their own. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so proud of them. It's it's really fun to see them model for our, our, our littlest ones, our oldest kids in the class in the school to our little ones in the class. Um, and our middle schoolers really rise to the occasion. They are they basically seem like adults to our three and four-year-olds, even though they're only about <laughs> 10 years older. Um, but to little ones, they're, they may as well just be, you know, like a teacher in there. Um, but it's beautiful. So there's really a mutual benefit. Um, the older ones are getting that responsibility, that autonomy, 
and the little ones are seeing, um, you know, what big kids can do and how to act, how to model behavior. So it's really a beautiful thing. It's one of my favorite things um, about being a preschool teacher here. Those are some really creative and amazing ways to get older students and younger students to collaborate and work together. And really fascinating to hear how positive the older students have received the opportunity to be a role model in such a great way for younger students. Mm -hmm. As you were sharing about the music lesson, I was cringing a little bit in my seat because that would have totally pushed me out of my comfort zone as a student. So Mm -hmm. kudos really to the eighth grade students who push themselves perhaps out of their comfort zone. Um, in ways to showcase their faith and to showcase their values for our littlest learners in our school community. That's fantastic. Um, Anne-Marie, you are a preschool teacher, and I love to learn from preschool teachers because my own experience is in high school education. And so I am in awe of preschool teachers and all of the good things that you do. As high school teachers, we used to always say we need to thank our elementary school teachers, especially preschool and kindergarten teachers, because that's where our students learn how to read and write and count and practice the values of our faith in the most basic ways that we expect them to know when they come to us in high school. So thank you for your service as a preschool teacher. It is valuable and it is highly appreciated. Um, And I'm it's my pleasure. (laughs) I'm glad. Thank you. I love it. I'm wondering how um, how you incorporate specifically the values of Christian scholarship in preschool education. Um, The collaboration with the older students is fantastic, but without the older students being present all the time, in what ways do you make Christian scholarship really relevant in your preschool classroom? You know, it's it's a great question. It's one I'm asked a lot, kind of how do you teach religion to, to three and four-year-olds? Um, and what I tell people that ask, my, ask me that question is, we do it all day, every day, in everything that we do. Um, I mean, I, I think our three and four-year-olds know that God loves them, um, that God made them special, that they can talk to God at any time about anything. Um, they learn every day, all day, to be kind, to love one another, to um, be respectful of one another, listen to each other. So it really, it, it, it basically is seamless in our classroom and in our program, really. Um, And I, I'm just incredibly amazed at our little preschoolers. We have, we have one little boy who recently went through a surgery And I just kind of put a little message out to our class and said, you know, if you want to just send a video or send a card or draw a picture for them. And boy, I tell you, everybody just stepped up because they knew that was part of our family and our little classroom family that that needed something. And so that was a a perfect way for them to demonstrate all of the um, sort of pillars that we're trying to form Christian scholars with here at St. Teresa. And I think, too, if I could add, um, we try to create structure around what we are teaching, what a school does. Um, And one of the um, elements of structure that we have is that we have what's called a multi-age approach to preschool. And so our our four-year-olds have a serious responsibility to their younger three-year-old brothers and sisters in the classroom. And a lot of the the teaching and the, the training, per se, especially in the early days, is done by student to student as opposed to teacher to student. And that multi-age environment is it sets us up right from the very beginning for this idea of modeling and responsibility 
and taking seriously what you've learned and passing it on to the next generation, um, even at that early level. And it's interesting when, because we have a different configuration this year because of the situation. And almost right away, the preschool team said, mm -mm, we got to go back. We're missing something in that, that transmission of these values and the leadership that we're building in our preschool program. I'm so glad to talk to both of you today um, on a Monday morning at 8.30 because it warms my heart to hear about um, the intentional interdisciplinary nature of your programming at school where you're weaving faith in the values of our religious tradition into every aspect of the school community, which is exactly what a Catholic school is supposed to do. Um, so it warms my heart, and I'm very glad to be able to hear it spoken from you as leaders in your community. Um, I can't help but recognize as well um, and affirm that the St. Teresa community has a brand new Eucharistic Adoration Chapel, uh, which I have yet to visit, but I would love to in the near future. So I'm wondering how um, the parish's new Eucharistic Adoration Chapel um, impacts the school and the Catholic identity of the school and your striving for Christian scholarship um, through living the values of our faith. Well, if I could just note that that is chapel one of two. Um, that's the main Eucharistic chapel. There is a second parallel Eucharistic chapel being built in the school building proper um, starting soon in the next couple days or so um, to be uh, probably will be consecrated right at the start of the next school year. Um, and we have always practiced adoration um, here. We've always had adoration available in our parish, uh, at least since I've been here. Um, and so we've always had the habit of taking our kids over. But one of the things that we're seeing now is it becoming a more natural experience because the environs are so beautiful and lead us to really understand who is um, there in the tabernacle or at times who is on display uh, for us in the monstrance. And so that, that intense environment helps the children pray and helps the teachers understand a little bit more about who our Lord is and the sacrifice that he made being present for us. But we're really looking forward to having our Lord with us right in the school proper all the time so that we can see him and be with him as much as we need to. Fantastic. It's true. We're educating students and we're also providing faith communities um, for our teachers as well as they develop their own faith in their own faith journeys. Um, before we close our time together, I'm curious to hear from you if you have any plans for Catholic Schools Week at the end of the month. We have about four more weeks till Catholic Schools Week, maybe even less than that. So I'm wondering if the St. Teresa community has any plans um, for celebrating Catholic Schools Week um, with you and your parish. Well, we of course do, um, and in collaboration with our parents' association, we, as the tradition dictates, we start with uh, family mass and hopefully COVID willing, having an open house following. Um, but we're doing a cool project this year. Um, we're creating a peace garden uh, this year. One of our parents has donated uh, stones and the kids will be inscribing on these stones and they will be put in our courtyard garden. Um, so we're excited to have a, a peace garden forming up um, to parallel along with our new teaching garden uh, with our, we have a docent, one of our retired teachers will be a docent in our new teaching garden. So both of those pieces, the natural um, garden and the prayer garden will kind of be going up at the same time. And then um, we will also, again, everything is in flux right now, but there will also be some of the more traditional activities like dads and donuts and uh, a pep rally at the end of the week. 
Uh, we let student council take the lead quite a bit on um, Catholic Schools Week, so we're looking forward to a major service project that will be occurring during Catholic Schools Week. I believe it's going to be a serial drive this year um, and other such fun activities. What are you guys doing in preschool? You know, we um, we always do a fun family project and also a kind of a thank you to mom and dad for sending us to Catholic schools. So we always tie in one of our crafts to what we love the most about St. Teresa. And it's fun to see the kind of creative things that the kids come up with. Um, so that'll be one of our main goals for that week. Great. It's so fantastic to hear about how St. Teresa is growing. It's a growing school community in so many ways, and that is due in part to your leadership. So thank you for that. Um, If our listeners would like to learn more about St. Teresa's school, how might they be able to do that? Well, let's use the 21st century means as we're forming Christian scholars for the 21st century. You can hop on our website, www.stteresaschool.com the world's longest address. Um, we also have a very large Facebook presence um, and you can get a nice sense of what's going on day to day by hopping on our Facebook page um, at St. Teresa School. Um, and then also we are very much being 21st century and being Christian scholars, we try to meet people where they're at. We also have telephones. So don't <laughs> hesitate to give us a call 847-359-1820. And Mrs. Sobey will be happy to take your call and get you where you need to be. Great. Thank you very much, Mary and Anne-Marie, for joining us this morning. It was great to be with you. We're going to pause for a brief break, but don't go away. There's more Catholic Schools Today coming your way.